Right. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Office Hours 48. Uh, this time we don't have our uh, CEO, host, <laughs> uh, amazing person, Tara Bryden. Uh, he had some uh, important appointments today. Uh, so, Nihal, uh, we are here. So, just quick introduction. Hey, uh, this is what's up, uh, CTHPKI. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, uh, we, we, we try uh, to host on 31st December, it was Friday, uh, but then Tyler and I had a long conversations and we forget to record it, And uh, uh, but it was a good conversations we had, uh, but hope uh, you guys had a, uh, a great, great 2021 and uh, very good wishes for uh, this year. Uh, hi, this is uh, Lauren Collier, I'm the accountant at uh, Speak AI. Uh, happy New Year as well, and happy Epiphany yesterday, if anybody actually celebrates Epiphany. I'm not really sure if that's a big thing, but marks like the end of the Christmas season. Uh, so yeah, excited to talk about uh, everything that we're going to be covering here today. Hey everyone, Nihal, uh, Digital Strategist here at Speak. Uh, happy New Year as well. Uh, hopefully 2022 brings fewer COVID variants and more outdoor time. Um, and once again, yeah, just excited to kick this year off with our first office hours of the year and uh, talk about all these fun, fun points we have. Right. Uh, so we have a couple of points and uh, uh, let's start with the uh, 2021 year review and uh, how, how did it go? Uh, anything you might personally learn, uh, which you want to open up like, you know, on the office hour, if not, it's all good. And uh, we have this amazing report, uh, we can go over uh, uh, after this. We'll just keep off with a couple of things. Um, uh, oh, okay. Did you want to go first with your uh, statements here? You have quite a few topics you want to go over. Sure. So, I mean, it is more about like how was your 2021? And uh, it, it was been an amazing year. If I talk about like to speak on, on the technical and on the product development side, uh, we onboarded Nivedita uh, in Q4, and uh, uh, she's amazing, uh, a full stick developer. And a lot of things uh, we build, a lot of lessons I personally learned throughout the year. And uh, one biggest lesson uh, I can say is, is believing in like the gut feeling. And uh, because that gut feeling is not like uh, coming overnight, it, it, it is your experience, it is your expertise. It is what you do in the market, in the product. And uh, sometimes what happened it's like someone sitting across the table, just know uh, a couple of more things in terms of with the technical language, uh, but when it comes to the actual execution, uh, it's, it's a huge difference. Uh, so that's what I, I personally uh, try to learn uh, with, of course, the pragmatic knowledge at the same time, how does that impact if you don't listen to your gut feeling and uh, what are the ramifications I personally see after that uh, that was a huge difference. Uh, but on the other side, uh, we launched a, couple, a lot of features. Uh, we had amazing customer experience, uh, support, and uh, everything. So, and I also traveled Vancouver uh, in last summer uh, in 2021, and also got a chance uh, to travel India. So I'm currently in India, uh, and uh, so yeah, that, that's how uh, it was look like. Yeah, for uh, for 2021, for me, I learned um, 
I learned that it's important to like look outside of the team that we have now and see like where um where we're kind of uh, missing some things um we had an excellent opportunity to work with uh, Leon and he gave us quite a few pointers on just uh, product development uh, product uh, design and UI UX and um I think that really helped us uh to get like a new perspective on what exactly we're doing to kind of like help us slow down a bit and to really evaluate like where we're going and come together there. Um, so I'm looking forward to like this year as well, um, just to really think about, you know, what are we missing? Um, like the th there's the old adage of, you know, what you know, you know what you don't know and you don't know what you don't know. Uh, I think that uh, Leon really helped us to show like what we are, you know, completely just avoiding or not avoiding, but just not realizing we're missing here. Um, so I'm hoping we're getting uh, a lot more uh, introductions, a lot more relationships building with uh, with uh, some interesting people as far as like sales go too. So they're uh, bringing up some excellent questions, questions that we've been struggling with over the last uh, two years as well. Um, but I think it's it's good it's good uh, perspective shifting and uh, really bringing to light what uh, the problems that we're facing here. Uh, Nihal, what did nice. you learn yes. from 2021? Yeah. Um, what did I learn from 2021? Um, the Google Analytics suck. No, uh, it's uh, <laughs> um, the lots to learn last year, which I think was great. Um, I learned, you know, it takes quite a bit of time to get up to speed um, uh, in, especially in a small company where you know, everyone's time is a lot more, it's not that everyone's time is always valuable, but I think everyone has their own problems to attend to. So trying to find your own way and understanding the platform, the product, and what you're trying to uh, sell, I think uh, took took a longer than I thought it would, um, you know, where I think I've, I only really uh, started really understanding all the nuances about speak, uh, I'd say like five, six months in um, mm -hmm. versus in my head, like, because in previous jobs, a lot of times um, the end goals or the things I had to do were very clear cut, very set in stone, very simple, right? It's here's a product, sell this product. Um, that's it. Versus here, it's it's been more of a journey of here's this product that's still being built. So we're not fully sure what the end product is going to look like uh, 100%. Um, sell it but then you know we might need to change how we sell it in like two months right so i, I think that was that was a fun fun little learning experience um learned a lot about the startup space um it, it was nice to get involved in uh, things like customer success uh th even some fundraising stuff um which I, I, th I think is always interesting to learn about especially if you are someone that cares about you know entrepreneurship or businesses and just solving important problems. I, I think it's been a great, great time to be immersed in this, in this space. And I guess the third big point um, is that things often take a lot longer to like build and execute and, you know, come to fruition and see results from it when uh, you're working on very uh, scrappy resources, right? Because uh, I, I think just just from previous work that I've done, you know, I've, I've gone from working with 
multi, I mean, not, not a million dollar, but you know, a couple hundred grand in marketing budget to a minimal uh, spend, but kind of to see the impact that even, even though there was not a lot of money per se put into, into a lot of the efforts apart from like my time um, that you can still generate great results, right? Like, like money isn't necessarily the end all and be all of uh, success and growth. Um, but it does help, <laughs> right? So I guess for us, like even just some of the topics we're going to talk about today, just uh, us working towards going, to, uh, moving into a, I guess, financial space and where we can experiment a bit more, get a bit more support and execute on all these cool things we want to work on um, a bit more quickly and efficiently as well. And, and with less, less hours, hopefully. Right, right, Vessel. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. It's also like, you know, with the limited resources or limited scope, uh, that's where the creativity comes out, right? It's like, because when you have a lot of resources, uh, I think so it's a human behavior, your mind becomes too dependent on the things where uh, the things are like in the limited scope. It's always just like, okay, what something new we can do here. Uh, so, okay, to continue with that, uh, we have this amazing article on the website uh, about this 2021 report uh, uh, review uh, title said. So, uh, Michal, do you want to share uh, the screen or oh, I have the access? So, Michal, feel, I feel encouraged to uh, jump in. Uh, uh, this is the amazing picture uh, with everyone here. Uh, and uh, this is the chart. Uh, we see like the user sign up growth uh, sort of the month over month. And uh, and I mean, at the end, uh, we had like 20, 2,600 users in total user, which was like almost 400% jump uh, and 27 active subscription. Uh, a couple of additions we already talked about, which is like importing the text documents. And, and uh, that is something unique with the one simple UI. You can just dump any type of media in bulk and, and analyze it. Uh, of course, the full, the professional transcription software we have built and, and, and Lauren also has done an amazing job uh, uh, to, to manage that uh, along with Tyler. So uh, Lauren, do you want to add anything here? Um, no, I think we've uh, made a lot of improvements over the year as well, just to make it easier for our actual transcription team to uh, uh, to work through what we uh, what we send over to them. I still think there's um, quite a lot more work to be done, um, yep. just to kind of make it like automated. But uh, uh, we will get there. We will get there. Yeah, I agree. So that's the human transcription platform, professional transcription platform. Uh, we are working on to support uh, with the ease. And uh, uh, and also on the customer end, you know how much how long it's gonna take, uh, uh, and a couple of feature including the Zapier and also the personalized uh, the white label solution uh, for the report generation and all. Uh, uh, this is more about the product development. We can chat about it later. And and uh, and at the same time, a couple of uh, I mean, we are trying to close our fund. I mean, fundraising in early 2020 in quarter one. Uh, so. Uh, just if you're like interested, feel interested to uh, send an email to Tyler or any of us uh, to continue that conversations in that direction. Uh, uh, Nihal, do you want to add anything here? No, I, I think what's nice about this um, is uh, it, it gives, uh, like last year towards the end of the year, we talked about 
looking at things from just like a point basis versus looking at trends. And I think, um, for example, this this breakdown lets us see the trends. And, you know, when you kind of look at things from a month to month perspective, sometimes you're like, oh, maybe we didn't do enough or yeah, like, but then when you actually look at the, you know, you zoom out a bit and you, you kind of see that, no, there, there has been significant growth and significant change and the work that you did was worth it at the end of the day. Um, which I think, I think is a very, uh, uh, great feeling that you don't always necessarily get, um, in, in I guess, like a traditional, uh, job on your day right? to day life. or in your day to day life. Yeah. And, uh, this is amazing picture from Tyler Monica, uh, yeah. Make, making us jealous uh, with the dog, I see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, all right. Okay. So if, if you have any other thoughts around this, uh, and it's like if you want to contribute, uh, of course, you can ping us on any social media or, uh, or just send us some private email. Sweet. So, I mean, I guess, did you want to hop into the uh, some, some of the exciting changes we're planning to bring this quarter. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, so a couple of things which is going very, very soon live. And uh, those are like a lot of requests you see consistently in the nature uh, from the customer. And one is like, can we manage our files apart from the tags? Or are there any other ways to put all this file in the one bucket or in the one folder? Because these are either coming from different clients or have the different uh, you know, reasons behind it to put in the one bucket. So that's what we call like the folder folder structure and, and the options to create your own folder, manage all these files and, and use the application with the same user experience. And along with that, a couple of minor uh, UI UX changes along with it uh, uh, for the better user experience. And, uh, and that's going to be the incredible change uh, because it's like we always talk about like you know media management or we are making easier for you to manage all this media and that is always one of the crucial piece we wanted to put on the speed uh so uh that is coming very very soon live and along with that it is connected with this the concept of the public public media library uh where you just need a one link and give you an access or on the, for the clients or for the end user, all your media and the analysis so that they can look at or search through or find anything uh, from the media with the beautiful visualizations we are putting on, on, on the screen. Uh, so uh, that's amazing, amazing change along with it coming. Uh, we are going to do the special office hour for this, the whole public media library concept. We'll do some demos uh, uh, for that. And uh, then it's also coming with the full white label solution uh, where you also can replace your domain and uh, keep your branding uh, stuff as it is. So have that aesthetic uh, uh, for you. So any other thoughts, Chris? Um, what's, uh, what's the purpose for the public media library if I'm like, who's, who really needs that? And um, like, what are they using it for? Yep, so one of the example uh, we have is like the Ryerson University, right? I mean, they, they changed the name, uh, uh, but the Ryerson University have on their website, uh, all these entrepreneurial videos uh, where they talk about the different topics and they put our embeddable media player uh, on each page 
But now, what are the possibilities if you think about they can just set up a link with respect to specific topics. So they also don't need to merge or tag all this media on their web page and, and it become more easier. Let's say if you are looking for the investment, then all the videos you can find on the website are related to the uh, investment. So you can easily find what are they talking about, the top keywords or any, any such categories they have created. And we do have a couple of user, uh, I'm not sure I should be uh, talking with their names uh, uh, on the office hour, but uh, they have the different newsletters or the different recordings of the meetings or even the research they have done over the Zoom uh, and, and they put into the different buckets and want to share the whole folder uh, in the limited scope. So you are not opening up your whole account that's out of thousands of video. You are just putting 10 video in one folder and just sharing uh, with the customers. So they can look at, they can read through the transcription or they find the analysis or even the top positive or negative sentiment. So it's become more easier to go through instead of watching all this media and stuff. Uh, that would become more easier on that end. Is that, does that satisfy yeah, you or, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are some, um, I guess if, if you could relate it to like, would you say there are existing tools out there that do something similar or is this something that you you think is pretty unique to what speak offers i remember that from like uh i think gary v had like a website that was kind of similar where he'd have all his videos uploaded and then like every time you want to find out every time he talked about yes. whatever he was searching and he brings up all the actual videos yeah. Um, is that essentially what's just going on? Is that you just look because at see, thing, I mean, for the Gary V, it is very, very much. Uh, he put a lot of investment into build that website and build the whole searchable uh, media library for him. But let's say there are so many like businesses who can put the same way with the one iframe or with the one click, and oh, oh, I mean, all all that users can utilize that. So, in my knowledge, in my experience, that is very unique. It's very unique product or the very unique solution you are going to provide. Yes, there is a Gary V, but uh, uh, the website where you can search through only uh, where Gary V talk about. So that's the whole different scenario. But if you look at, let's say, I mean, the services uh, we put in the competitor list, none of them have uh, such an ability right now. If something is in the product development, that's a different story, but none of these things are in the, in the market where is it this uh, search.garyvaynerchuk.com? Is that the one? I think so. Yeah. Like the Gary V search engine or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sort of okay. the idea he built. Yeah, I mean, that, that's neat. Um, but like you said, like the, the, he probably had like a full-fledged like dev team essentially build this from scratch for him. Yeah, it is like the yeah. custom solution. It's like, or maybe yeah. like outsource the team or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like inbuilt solution. Uh, just around that, uh, but like it becomes so much easier, right? It's like whatever any specific thing uh, he talk about, or like you know, for these other businesses, it's not necessary they have the capital or even the tech team to execute it. Yeah. So that's where I mean our previous conversations comes into the picture, where like you know, it is more about you have you have money, but or you have capital, but either you don't have a time, or either or, mm -hmm. or not have the technical experience to execute it. With the full fridge uh, yeah. of the product in the sort spec. 
It's fairly rudimentary too. So that's that's kind of yeah. yeah. Cool. You know, I, you I, have, I, go ahead. No, I, I think that'd be cool, especially if you can like, if we can package it in such a way. Um, so, so, I mean, once this is ready, like obviously the people that would probably benefit from this the most uh, will be companies that are already producing tons of content across different platforms, right? Exactly. Um, it, it could definitely be useful even for individuals or smaller businesses, but you'd probably see the most value out of it um, when, when it comes to pre-existing content, right? Pre-existing content and created. Like producing a lot of content. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Cool. It's like when you have the when you have a lot of like media. I was like, think about on the Gary V. You are not able to search through the text uh, if you put some research. I mean, of course, he's not doing any research work like that. But think about you also can search through any text document too at the same time. Uh, so it it is very niche uh, to the problem or to the businesses mm -hmm. uh, 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 for it. So it's very specific to and like you can utilize either. Let's say the education piece, you can use it either like on the business end where you're creating the content or like just wanted to publish your research for publicly uh, where they can search through anything. Do you think, can you like foresee any sort of uh, security issues with doing this then? Uh, I just have I mean, the one shareable link. Should there be like more so like passwords and uh, encryptions going on there as well? So there are two things, number one, uh, as, a, as a customer, as a user, you are generating that link. So when you generate it, you know uh, this, that this, this video will be available online, at least if you have the access to that link uh, for this public video library. And the second thing is like, you also can make it password protected. So the same thing we have on this individual media player that if you don't have the password, you cannot access the media. So if you want to keep it private, of course you can, you can make it. So, I mean, with, with both the respect, we are maintaining and keeping all their media, you know, secured and and not have the access on the public level. So I mean, that's on the users end. Like, if you don't generate a link, those are they're, they're always going to be private, and you always can disable uh, with the one click uh, to to just remove completely. And remember, we we also implemented this uh, the Google indexer thing. So what what happened in that case is like. Uh, the Google index, all this content, which is available online, it's like with the one click, we remove all this, uh, this indexing search. So even your individual media player or the public library is not going to be indexed on Google. So at that level, uh, we are making sure that it is not even indexed uh, on the Google. That's not indexed on Google. Wouldn't there be people just like market all index stuff? Like if people are using it for marketing purposes? Yeah, for the marketing for sure. But let's say mm -hmm. either let's say the education or any private research stuff, you don't want to get indexed by Google or you know, someone searching for some something, you know, related to scientific work or anything like that, that that's not supposed to be popular in the present uh, from speak. Well, there's the, is there is the option to index it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So by default, of course, it is it is the option Unindex, is enabled, yeah, yeah. but you always can enable or disable it any time. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Cool. So yeah, you have a point about uh, 
you know how to get more people and it's like we also talk about it a bit early in the morning mm-hmm. uh from 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 the free trial to paid one and it's like a couple of points around that was like you know the conversion rate increase increase conversion mm-hmm. rate it's like what needs to be done uh so what are the things you got there so i think one uh big thing we were discussing this morning was just you know now we've now that we are consistently seeing this wave, like a wave of signups and, you know, people using the platform, playing around with it, uh, some finding value from it, some not, how do we leverage uh, all these people, not leverage them, but how do, how do we provide enough value to these uh, users coming in uh, so that they're, they feel like are, th- that they're willing to actually pay and use the platform on a more consistent basis? Because right? we 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 give that we give this fourteen day free trial with you know sixty free minutes and all premium features um, unlocked, but you know it's it's up to us now to figure out is it a matter of uh, our product not providing enough value that people don't want to <clears throat> switch over or switch from free to paid, or is it just you know, things on our end where maybe we're just not asking, maybe we're not just, maybe we're just not providing them enough incentive to continue that journey with us, uh, you know, to, to further see the value that the platform provides. Uh, so one thing I believe you brought up earlier to the vessel was, or, or someone brought it up, but, but we're a team, so it's fine. But they um, mentioned something about people come in to do a specific purpose, but it's like, Okay, so they came, did something, maybe that thing, that one thing they came to do wasn't valuable enough of a problem for them to continue using the platform. But maybe they hadn't touched any other aspects of the platform that they could have seen value in that would have contributed to that decision for them to switch from free to paid. So now our step, like our next step is, okay, now that people are on the platform, we're working on our onboarding experience, working on our uh, customer education. Now, what is that next incentive for people to A, explore more of the platform and B, find enough value? Um, I, and whatever that is to differ some people, that's cost. To some people, that's time saved. Um, figuring out what that trigger is and helping them uh, you know, through that funnel to get them to actually pay to use us and become part of the speak community and the speak platform and integrate it into their, their workflow. Right. Um, so I, I think this kind of ties a bit in with, um, some of the, some, some of the initiatives we maybe discussed that we w- did want to try this year where, you know, anything from some public launches, um, you know, to special offers because, I remember last year we did have a podcast episode where we talked about AppSumo and, you know, we were approached by AppSumo, but, uh, you know, for various reasons, it just didn't make sense for us to uh, take them up on that deal, even though it probably would have led to a really large influx of new users. Um, So you think that pricing is the biggest, biggest (laughs) drop off? I mean, pricing is the biggest issue right now. I I think depending on, because we were discussing what is it that people are coming in for? Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like depending on what people do come in for. So for example, if people are just looking for a, a, like a, you know, speech to text solution, the the problem is, uh, you know, with the way some, some players in the space have commodified, like just uh, automatic transcription, uh, 
at the end of the day, for that very base level function, people are now used to a very subsidized price, right? Um, to get that task done. So uh, I, I think if let's say people are coming in looking for just a speech to text solution, uh, I, I, I mean, we, we know this, right? Like we, we definitely are on the slightly higher side when it comes to cost, but not only are we not like A, we're bootstrapped, B, we offer more than just automatic transcription, right? Yep, correct. Um, but, but I guess in a customer's mind, it's like, do they care about that, right? Like, uh, or how do we make them care about the fact that sure, you are paying a bit more, but here are all the additional benefits that you get with that slight premium, right? Yeah. And it's like, for example, uh, you know, we talk about uh, the, the drop off of the customer or maybe the conversion rate. Uh, but I mean, the last year, the situation was different and we were lacking the feedback. There was not that many customers on the platform. It was still building. It was like talking about Jan 2022, uh, 2021. Uh, so not, of, not a lot of things were there. The pandemic was like, you know, probably almost on a peak. Uh, but let's say this year, we do have, uh, you know, consistent sign up every day uh, around like 15 to 20. And uh, I mean, if you ask me, like, you know, it's like if, if I can do from India, I would rather, every single one of them is like who drop off. Looks like we might've uh, lost Vassal again. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Blame that, uh, that four Mbps uh, bandwidth he's got going on over there. Yeah, um, that's right. That's ancient. It is ancient. <laughs> uh, not as bad as dial up, but I, yeah. I still remember, like, in oh, there he is. There he is. He's there. Yeah. It's oh, going can, to be. Uh, okay. no. Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear. Okay, and it's going to be uh, some of the wavelength of the bandwidth here. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are hearing me last. last uh, you were talking about uh, we're getting this constant stream of people, and now, you know, we'd rather have people. Uh, that's, that's what you said. You said something oh, about okay. I'm so, in India I mean, and would rather have. 15 people I see. or something, yeah. I mean, so what was the reason behind it? It's like, you know, rather we can email them individually and it's like ask them, uh, of course we always can make the assumptions, but the realist, I mean, realistically, if we ask them, it's like even out of 15, five of them respond, those five is going to be worthwhile, uh, you know, undertaking statements. It's like, okay, these are the reasons we need to sign up. I mean, we did this survey uh, and, and, and a couple of things were like, make sense. Uh, but a couple of them was like, of course, we are not supporting right now, like the multilingual, uh, because we do a lot of analysis on top of that, apart from the ASR, uh, for those reasons. But uh, actually, I lost my point <laughs> when I was going. But uh, the thing is, like, if you ask the customers, I think so, that's going to be the more valuable uh, feedback. Uh, because if we see, like, out of 15, I think so. If I'm accurate, like you know, up to 60% mm -hmm. people like uploading the first uh, media or creating the recorder or even creating the text mode. Right. Even you know, we we completely removed the whole onboarding experience because that was just creating unnecessary chaos yeah. uh, in between. I, I think uh, we're like we're onto a stage where now we have a new problem. Like obviously, we still um, a new better problem, right? Like obviously, yeah. user acquisition and funneling people uh, into yeah. the platform is important. 
But now this next step is, okay, now that the people are here, how do we get them to stay? Right. Exactly. Oh, yep. So, so um, I, I think it's an interesting next step. So now we're moving more from user acquisition more into like CRO and like conver conversion rate optimization territory. Exactly. Right? Um, which is great. I mean, that, that was the end goal. Uh, and we're here for, for any product for sure. But for the only thing is like, we, we, I would for those pro problems, like we just need to be focused, uh, and like, you know, aligned with it until it, it is not gets done. And mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if you, if, if you have watched, uh, this Lex Friedman with Elon Musk, uh, the one question, uh, he asked about is like, okay, uh, you know, you're working on these, all these different technologies, but like you, you, I, the, the overall sentiment was like, why didn't you give up? Uh, you know, when you, when like you were almost done, uh, and Elon replied, it's like, I, I won't give up unless, uh, it is not done. So it's like, there is no, there's no sit back or like, there's no follow by just to get it done. Uh, so it's like, that is always, you can do the complaints. You always do other stuff, but things needs to be done at the end of the day. Uh, the, that's the important for the product or the business. Yep. Uh, so that brings us uh, sort of the corrected point uh, where if you want to chat about uh, sort of the problem statement and uh, uh, how it how, uh, direct towards in what sense. Sure. I want to ask you guys, uh, what would you say that is uh, our problem statement? Um, curious to see how, um, how much that aligns with uh, what we have on our uh, slide deck as well. And also, yeah, again, uh, who is that? Where does that problem statement actually come from? Like, who is that directed towards? And why do they have that problem to begin with? That's the, uh, the fundamental question <laughs> for the business, because the reason behind it is like, and any business runs on those problem statements. And it's like, uh, you know, why, why are you building in the first place? Uh, I mean, if, if I mean, you know, if you ask me, it's like when we started, the pro problem statement were about uh, providing the analysis on top of ASR, uh, along with uh, along with uh, you know the sentiment analysis, or we we also used to do the face recognitions. So the, the analysis was always the core piece of the product. Uh, but when when you started, you you of course make the assumptions. You you understand from the market and uh, uh, you know Tyler also was running the marketing agency he see a couple of patterns were emerging again and again so that's how the whole story started but like when you learn that okay the, the recording solution is not there so we built the recording solution uh, we want to share, share this public you know the assets so we build a couple of things in that direction uh, but I think so at the end of like you know 2021, we build a lot of buckets in many different directions and uh, that's stretching us up and uh, having uh, having hard to say what exactly how, how you can explain with the one liner uh, what, what is PKI uh, and and like you know uh, we are talking about a couple of things here and there about this data visualizations and stuff uh, so I mean I think so that ends up not just confuse user, but even, even, even like, you know, even me, it's like, okay, what the heck uh, uh, exactly we want to go. And uh, 
even when you develop the product, a lot of things you make problem statement because, because the reason behind it is like, okay, what type of the challenges are going to come on the product and how you can address those things. Uh, and uh, you just cannot mix it up with a lot of things. So I probably didn't answer you the straightforward question, uh, you know, uh, the one-liner, uh, because I mean, you know, that, that's basically the product market fit, uh, uh, you know, if you have that one-liner. Uh, so, I mean, that's the ongoing process and, uh, and, and, and we're gonna find it. it. It is just more about the time and finding with the right approach and the direction. To feed off that, I think on our slide deck, if I remember correctly, I think our problem statement centers around unstructured data and making that, you know, that knowledge, that hidden knowledge more accessible, yep. which I, I think is great as a vision, uh, but I, I think it doesn't provide much in the way uh, of uh, business, uh, business focus. Right. So I, I think uh, it, it, it explains what we're trying to do. Uh, and I think the next step is what are the ways we're, we're helping to achieve that larger and grander vision? Um, I mean, if, if I were to, like, as we, as we stand, if I were to try give a one-liner, uh, I think it would be along the lines of... Um, Probably along the lines of, you know, the, the statement we kind of have on our homepage right now, where it is this idea of creating searchable media uh, libraries or searchable media engines to uh, enable like the accessibility of all your like language data. So it, it's not in those exact words on our website, but I think these are some words and um, focuses that we've kind of thought thought about and talked about where. Yes, there's these platforms that you, you can basically dump all sorts of data into and uh, you know analyze it, do your tables, do your charts using this data. But our focus is almost, I mean, ideally, and based on our platform, is very centered around language data specifically, right? Whether that comes in the form of text, video, or audio. Um, and I, I think figuring out how to make like how, what are problems unique to language data and uh, showcasing how our platform solves those problems specifically, once again, geared towards language data uh, is, is where, where our kind of product market fit is going to come from. Um, so that, <clears throat> sorry, that's, that's kind of where I land. Uh, and also like, I mean, the language, I mean, the analysis is like, you know, center around the language. Uh, so, you know, when I said like, you know, the analysis piece was along the language, it's like, we started with the four pillars, it's like, it is still a lot of connected, which is like, of course, importing with all sort of media, uh, which we sort of achieved it already, uh, so that you can dump any sort of media and analyze it, which is like language data. Second is like the analysis piece. Uh, that could be the sentiment, that could be the categories, that could be the whole NER piece, including the, you know, including the reduction. The third piece is like the shareable assets, that could be the public media library, that could be the, the graph, that could be the any assets which you can share uh, publicly. And the, and, and the last piece, which we are trying to center around, that could be improving 
or you know uh, you know helping you to find the gold or the insight from the language uh, which which becomes very much dependent on uh, what type of problem they are trying to solve and that is more centered around it uh, but those four pillars are always be the part of the speak and uh, i don't see anywhere it's changing it is i mean it is I, i'm not the great uh, you know linguistic person uh, uh, but like you know where I, I can put the words uh, I, I can execute it way better than that <laughs> uh, but that that's the whole idea around uh, we always have and we always will have uh, even in the future uh, it, it, I think so it is just more about when it comes even to the product market fit it is more about choosing the right words and uh, making it more convincing with your product and uh, making sure that product does work uh, what do you what do you see on the website or even the slide deck? Yeah, agreed. Um, it's it's here's your problem, and here's how we're going to help you solve it. Like that. That's yeah. that's our end goal. Uh, because I mean, in in that sense, because we have these four pillars. That I mean, you know, Nihal, you just talk about a couple of weeks ago, like you know, uh, we had a customer like who had one problem, and uh, that was the issue that he churned out because he didn't see uh, it was there or something like that, right? So uh, always the user uh, going to come with the one problem, and it's like if you represent, if you present this, oh, we support this all four solution, but no, I'm just looking for the one problem, and uh, I mean that that makes me more confident about. Uh, the surprising changes we want to make and why uh, the buckets are going to be important uh, in the direction. Because then we are just going to be provide uh, that bucket is like, okay, here's, here's problem, here's the solution, make it more easier, make it more compelling. Uh, the, the sales, like we are planning to hire a couple of people here and there. And, and the reason behind it is they're going to have the same equation. And it's like, what's the solution for that? What are we doing in that direction to work? Uh, for that, it's like I think so. I don't know, Nihal. Let's say if you want to put in the marketing on, on your website or any of these articles, does that make you more give you any confidence in that direction? Make you more compelling about that? Yes, this makes sense. I can work on this one bucket, and uh, I can make it more convincing to the people who comes with the problem. Yeah, I, I think definitely right. Um, we we did have. Or there is this idea in my head of even just the way we structure our site, right? Uh, I, I think what we have is a good V1, but in my head there is a V2 in here um, where now we move away from uh, use cases or, or just very top level use cases and start drilling down into more specific solutions and uh, you know uh, basically creating content and educating people around here are some very specific problems and here is how either we can help you solve it or here is how people we have like clients or customers we've worked with have solved it right because i think that's where you start establishing establishing yourself uh and your product as well as product leaders or just you know problem solvers in the space where uh, people no longer have to um, figure out these problems and solutions for themselves. It's like, hey, we've done it. You just just come to us, and we'll help you do it for you yeah. as well, right? Exactly. Um, so I, th I think definitely figuring out those buckets, figuring out who each of those buckets most, like eighty percent, applies to, 
and then just kind of driving, you know, creating these kind of separate funnels for each of those target audiences. Because like you said, they'll care about different things, right? They'll care yeah. about different things from a price perspective. They'll care about different things from a messaging perspective. And they'll care about different things from an outcomes perspective. So if it's a single, you know, like, for example, if we are talking about just an individual user, more than likely their, let's say their end goal, uh, for example, might not be tied to um, revenue, let's say, necessarily, right? Versus now, let's say you're talking about a enterprise-grade solution where at the end of the day, all they care about is how is this going to save me time and money, right? Sure. So, so it, 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 it is very different messaging that you really can't carry across segments because they're not speaking the same language. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The another example to just add on that is let's say the, uh, the, the medical or the healthcare uh, we are executing right with the API and with the front end. I mean, they don't care even about the assets. It's like, what, what are we trying to generate out of it? It is more about, let's say, the ASR or speech to text or even the report generation, but not on 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 the, the, the setting this library and stuff. Uh, so, uh, I mean, in my view, it become more convincing. And that's a the, uh, the a point before we talk about uh, is like uh, how we can convert this increase the conversion rate. And in my view, that become much more easier because it is more focused. Of course, a couple of buckets are going to be a silo uh, in its own way, uh, but that is okay. And uh, and also the, for the product market fit, we would have more strategic execution in that direction that let's say this bucket does help in the education, in the HR, in the marketing, in the research, or, you know, for, for the, and, and once we pick this industry, then we can dig down that who are these people executing for this bucket. And, uh, and at the end, let's say for the enterprise, it is more about selling multiple buckets at the end of the day. Uh, with respect to for the small medium size, it's more about selling just the bucket what they're looking at. Uh, I don't know. That just gives me more <laughs> confidence, even in selling more rather than building. Yeah. Yeah. More clarity, right? Because you're just exactly. going to them with here is a pre-made solution, right? You don't need to like shop around. You don't need to like come to our site and like be like what applies to me. Where we can just yeah. go out and be like, this applies to you. Do you want a demo or do you want? To explore this option, yeah. right? Yeah. So, agreed. And it, and, and it also becomes so easier, right? It's like as like as a user, let's say how you come on the platform with just one problem, and and there's a one pop up that hey, we are just enabling one of this bucket for next one month just for you for free. Just give a try, and if you don't like it, it's up to you. Uh, you know, rather than forcing them, you are just providing that another function just free at free of cost. Uh, so. Yeah. It would be interesting to see how you enter, like, I guess this is something for us to work on, but how to, because at the end of the day, like one problem we've always had, I think is just overwhelming certain users. Yes. Right? So yeah. it's, it's like, instead of overwhelming them, um, is there a way maybe to uh, like gate certain sections until they want to explore that, that section as an example. Exactly. Right? Um, exactly. I feel like I've, I've, I've had an example of where it's like, you know, even if, I don't know, just any application, right? Uh, or even on your phone, like it'll always ask you, for example, do you want to activate like advanced features or developer settings or whatever it is, right? Um, so there's yeah. kind of this consumer friendly level. And then there's this deeper level that you can dive into if you want. 
But if you yeah. don't want to, you don't have to worry about it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And even with that piece, uh, we had these conversations about like uh, in the onboarding experience and only displaying the feature based on that. Awesome, man. Goodness. Okay. Hmm. Well, he'll, he'll come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to continue my question, I suppose, of this uh, problem statement, I think you got uh, pretty close as far as like there's people with unstructured data, they need to structure it. And it's not just all data, it's mostly like media data. And um, like, who is who is the people that have this problem the most? And like, why do they have that problem to begin with? Um, mm -hmm. So I think we're seeing that again, yeah, with a lot of um, researchers like within like universities too. Um, and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, medical professionals and everybody who who's in like the marketing sphere of you know, audio and video as well. Because yeah. um, I think to that point, like there needs to be, because um, more often than not, a lot of these uh, specific groups aren't necessarily out there doing research on their own tools, right? Oftentimes it is just a very top-down decision. It's like, hey, we are now working with this vendor, um, learn to implement it, right? It, th that might be changing, but I still feel like, um, uh, in a lot of companies that aren't necessarily, you know, like tech oriented or tech focused, that this kind of tool distribution is still very top down, right? Like, obviously, it can be a matter of, oh, I found this cool tool. Can we integrate it into our stack? I think that works a lot of times at tech oriented or forward oriented companies. But there are still so many companies where this level of bureaucracy, bureaucracy is there where things are approved at the top and then you need to use it. Right. It's, it's not like you really have a choice. So I, I think figuring out who those change makers, let's say, like these people that are integrating new software into their stacks and um, showcasing, to, showcasing to them why uh, this change will be beneficial to them from an organizational and leadership perspective. Like, hey, you helped save your company, you know, your your uh, workforce 30% of their time that they can now utilize elsewhere in more drudgery, right? <laughs> so um, I, I think that's that's something that we are slowly finding our path towards. And we, we are seeing some early success, for example, with some of the outreach we've done. Uh, it, it, it's just now a matter of how do we ramp that up uh, and support that initiative where it's like, okay, Product is ready. Obviously, we still want to improve it and make it as as beautiful and functional as possible. But in order to do that, a we'll need more people who will be using the platform heavily. And the way to get those people are here is our platform. It is, you know, in its current state, it's one hundred percent ready. But this does not mean it's a final version. Um, we are adding X, Y, Z. Uh, we can onboard you for you know this this rate, this discount, this discount. You know, we'll give you a two year contract, whatever it is, and uh, kind of just go from there. Um, that that's kind of how I I, I I think we'll find that uh, that next level of focus. Um, yeah. That's the goal of twenty twenty two. Okay. 
how, how are we doing with the time? Uh, uh, and we started like five minutes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like an hour. I, I think we're, time, yeah. Yeah, but we're, we're pushing time. You so have a maybe few more uh, topics too, Vatsal. You had the yeah. uh, education versus awareness and the, uh, the collaboration of the team between marketing, uh, product, and sales. Is there anything there that you want to discuss? Uh, I think so. No, it's pretty good. I mean, the awareness and the education piece is like we have brought up before. Uh, it just stick to my mind. It's like that. That's very interesting uh, because sometimes, let's say for the ASR, it is not about the education. Uh, I mean, it is neither the education or awareness. Sometimes, it, I mean, it is very known thing in the market uh, when they come with the problem. But what is associated with the ASR? It's more important. And uh, I think so that's where the awareness comes with the picture and then education, uh, because you are aware about the problem, you know what you're looking for, uh, but may probably are not educated enough to uh, know how to use this product or how does this work or something like that. Uh, so that, that, that was a very interesting thing. Uh, probably we can, we can extend in the next office hour. Uh, along with the, the product, the, the collaboration piece. Uh, because these are a couple of things important uh, because when it's a product, uh, it is just not the product, it is not just the marketing team, it's not the sales team, it is the, the combination, the facts uh, that impacts at the end of the day. Uh, so that's very important uh, to keep in that mind and uh, making sure all, all, three, all three engines are running in parallel uh, at the end of the day. Uh, so, yeah, you want to add anything there? Um, I think it's a big topic that uh, we should definitely keep in mind for next week. Yeah. Yeah. So, any, any last thoughts before we wrap up our first office hours of 2022? No, I, I think it's good. It, it's, it's definitely weird. Um, I, I think, like when we look at our stats after the fact, it's not going to be Tyler uh, as as number one talk time anymore. <laughs> so that, that, that'll that'll be interesting to see if it's if it's yeah. even more evenly spread or not. <laughs> um, but apart from that, no, I'm just excited for uh, for the year ahead. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a good one. Okay, awesome. uh, miss you, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> in our first office hour, twenty twenty two. But uh, hoping to see you in the next office hour. Uh, again, uh, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for, for listening. Uh, listening. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.